At long last, I've got a whole show for you all about one of the greatest movies ever. Motherfucking Contact. Here we go. Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. Thank you for joining us. This week I'm joined once again by the one and only Sarah Lehman, and we're going to chat about Contact, one of the best movies ever, in my humble opinion. Sarah thinks it's the best movie ever, and she is usually right about stuff and things. We did something different this time that was so fun. We sat down and watched the whole movie and then immediately podcasted right after, which I'm going to start doing all the time because it was great. This movie holds a very special place in my heart. It's one of the films that I've always wanted to podcast about and just never got around to for some reason. I don't know, waiting for the right time, and that time is now. And there's no one I'd rather do it with than Sarah. If you don't know Sarah, then I am sorry, because she's the best. But at least you get to listen to her talk for the next hour. Naturally, if you haven't seen Contact, uh, you probably want to do that first, because this is a very spoiler-heavy discussion. And also, if you haven't seen Contact, good lord, go watch Contact. It's so good. You'll probably really, really like it. And if you don't, then come listen to this podcast and listen to people who do like it. Because it's fun. And it's great. That's all I have to say. So, here is Sarah Lehman and myself chatting about Contact. Here we go. Did you see Contact when it came out? Uh, I don't think when it came out, no. You didn't see it in the theaters when it first came out? No. That's a bummer. I know. I saw it in the theaters when it first came out. I mean, like, when this movie came out, it was like, it was like Jesse Bate. I mean, this is exactly what I'm all about. Yeah. In movie form. And then I went to see it in the theaters, and I know I've told this before, but it's one of only two movies in my whole life where I was shaking in the theaters with excitement. When Ellie is crossing that that uh, bridge into the machine, uh, and even tonight, like when we just watched it, I still felt that excitement yeah. where my heart just starts pounding. It's the most, I think it might be the most real feeling science fiction movie that I've ever seen. It's, it feels funny to call it science fiction because it just feels so real. Yeah. And everything that happens feels so realistic. It just feels like a drama. This movie starts... Amazing. <laughs> it starts uh, amazing, and then it continues to be amazing, and then it stays amazing. Yeah. And then it's over. But, like, the first scene is just that long pull back away from Earth, and you hear the radio signals coming from Earth, just this huge cacophony of sound. And as you yeah. get further and further away, it's quieter and quieter. And then it just sets up this – it sets up so well the feeling of um, being so small. Yeah. That the movie really, really goes into later on. Uh, like, we are just one planet in this huge, gigantic sea of space. Yeah. And you kind of get that feeling as you keep panning back. And then, like, you see stars, and that seems so far away. And then you pan back further and further. And then you see galaxies, and mm-hmm. they look like stars because they're so small. And you pan further and further away and then end up back into Ellie's mind. It's, yeah. It just kind of sets up her her 
in her childhood, like in her mind as a child, it sets up the fact that she was so imaginative and always reaching her mind out into like the great beyond since she was very, very little. Yeah, yeah. It sets it up so perfectly. Yeah. message shows up uh, yeah the the round 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 <laughs> round from space yeah yeah <laughs> um and the sound design is so good like the way the message sounds is incredible yeah it's it's really impactful because it it makes you feel it in your blood and guts the way yeah. you would if you were actually finding that for yourself, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, the excitement of discovery is so palpable. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in large part because Jodie Foster is incredible in this movie. Oh, so good. Yeah, and you can just taste her excitement yeah. when you hear that signal for the first time. Okay, 101. The pulse sequence through every prime number between 2 and 101. Who are we going to call now? Everybody. So they discover the signal. They uh, start to uncover what's in the signal. The first thing that's obvious is the prime numbers. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing that they find is the the TV broadcast of Hitler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about how, like, the first time you saw that, you were incredibly upset. Yeah. I mean, it's it's upsetting to think about the fact that our first broadcast to space is Hitler. It doesn't really mean... Anything as far as like, I don't know, like political or religious beliefs. It just happens to be what was the first thing to be televised. Totally. You know. And it's interesting. I mean, you think about all of the broadcasts that we're sending out all the time. All of that is receivable by anyone who's out there. They could easily tune into the Real Housewives. Yeah. Or the Backstreet Boys. I mean, that's not as bad. I mean. So bad. Yeah. It's not great. No. But. You know, Backstreet's back was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting to think about that. Like, I don't know. I mean, we just don't think about these things. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is like as as the human race, we just do whatever we feel like is important to us in that moment or whatever is technologically available to us at that time, but we don't think about like the long-term consequence of it. Like who else is going to hear it? You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like for most people that are in the broadcasting industry, the, the only thing that matters is ratings, you know, like we're just going to put shit on TV based off of what we think people are going to like. And I wonder, I mean, just looking at our, popular media what sort of message would another race get from that oh yeah like who would they think that we are if they're monitoring our broadcasts well who knows i mean are they listening to cnn or are they listening to fox yeah totally totally different yeah i mean because like just for us living on this planet it's still really hard to figure out what to think about the species in general just from what's on tv because yeah i mean and we can only see the points of difference really in america you know but Who fucking knows? Yeah. I love how they keep finding different layers of messages hidden Mm -hmm. in the message itself, in that signal, where eventually they find the blueprints to this machine. Uh, And then uh, S.R. Haddon is introduced, played by 
uh, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize this was John Hurt because I've seen this movie a ton, but it's been a while. Yeah. And John Hurt's like so creepy in this role, but so great. He's like this weird billionaire that lives in his own airplane and eventually yeah. lives in space by the yeah. end of the movie. And uh, I mean, in the book, he runs this town this like whole hedonistic town where businessmen can come in and basically do whatever the fuck they want yeah uh it's like las vegas extreme yeah uh and he has like all these interesting ideas about society and what should and shouldn't be allowed and how people should have uh outlets for their more base instincts none of Mm -hmm. which has gone into in the movie but it definitely informed the characterization of this guy because he still feels like the same person yeah in the movie as when i read the book for the first time i was like oh yeah this makes this guy make a lot more sense because he was so strange in the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's through his uh, monitoring of Ellie. It's through his influence that everything that happens in the movie comes to pass because you have to have money to, yeah. to do these kind of crazy things. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of like Elon Musk and how uh, and like SpaceX and how all these things are being privatized now. Whereas if it was just up to the government, um, a lot of things just wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, I mean, because when things are left up to the government, like what NASA's budget is like 0.4% of the entire national budget, which is like nothing, you know? So it's like people don't care about going to other planets or, or exploring space at all. Why do you think that is like, why don't, I mean, I care so much. I don't understand. I know you care so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people don't care. I don't even understand why I do care so much. For me, it's just like, like there's this whole fucking universe out there that we know nothing about, like yeah. next to nothing about. Mm-hmm. We just have these pictures. Yeah. But even our own solar system, like these pictures are coming back from the Cassini mission of Saturn. Oh, that are so beautiful. Like shocking, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Just like stunning and and. We got pictures of Jupiter recently that kind of reshape what we think of Jupiter completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was like the, one of the poles of Jupiter that we looked at for the first time, right? Like my entire life, I've known about Saturn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my entire life, I've looked at pictures of Saturn and I've always loved Saturn just because the rings are cool. Yeah. Um, but then Who to doesn't not, love Saturn? Yeah. Heartless monsters, that's who. Yeah. Uh, and we don't even know if there's other life in our own solar system. Like there could be like microbial life living on the moons of Jupiter. We just don't even know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, uh, I mean, I, I, I think that it like, it's important to a lot of people to find those things out. It's important to me. Yeah. You know, because I think that like one of the major things in the movie contact and in actual life is finding out like how we started. And if we are alone, I think that a lot of people just are derailed by other things on this planet, which is fine. You know, things that happen on this planet are very important, you know, but I think that finding out if life exists on another planet, I think that would fundamentally change the way that we see ourselves. You know, we think we're better than every other living organism on the earth. Yeah. Which I think is wrong. I, I'm, I agree. It's so offensive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But if we found other life forms on any other planet, like, could you imagine what that would do 
for us yeah. as humanity. Like how humbling that would be. It would bring us all together. Exactly. Like because I mean, I think that the the main point of contact to what Carl Sagan thought just in general is that humanity is so special because of what we are. We are fundamentally different than everything else. Yeah. But we are not necessarily alone and that we have more in common with each other than we have differences. Totally. I think that was like the biggest thing. That's why this like movie, the book, Carl Sagan, just as like a scientist, as an educator, like impacted me Hmm. was that we have so much more in common than we have differences. Yeah, totally. And if we could all look at each other that way and see our commonality, like the world would be a totally different place. Right. I imagine what we could achieve if we worked together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something that I love about the movie and this, this, the story is the is the relationship between science and religion that is yeah. highlighted mm-hmm. through the relationship between Ellie and Palmer. Yeah. Uh, because Palmer is a man of faith and Ellie's a woman of science. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they kind of fall for each other and have this common ground, um, I think is really important. I think that that's something that I like about the fact that they put that relationship into the movie. Yeah. I think that it makes it a little bit, a more fair look at our own society yeah. to have both sides represented positively. Yeah. Cause Palmer Joss is like a, a very like wonderful character. Yeah. And he and Ellie have views that are diametrically opposed, mm-hmm. but neither of them ever tells the other you're wrong. It, yeah. They have a mutual respect for each other. Yeah. Because in the movie, it's not about being right or being wrong. It's about the common goal of, you know, I mean, and that's what um, Palmer Joss character says in the end. It's about finding the truth. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not about being right. Joss, what do you believe? What do you believe? As a person of faith, I'm bound by a different covenant than Dr. Airway. But our goal is one and the same, the pursuit of truth. I, for one, believe her. You know, there's no ego in it, which I love about this movie is that it, it doesn't matter if someone is right or if someone is wrong. It's about finding that mutual ground to just learn how to respect each other. Yeah. And to find that that common goal yeah. no matter which way it comes about what is wrong with finding out what the actual truth is yeah whether that be a religious truth or a scientific truth or a blend of the two or neither yeah. you know like the the end in mind is to figure out why are we here are we alone what is the purpose yeah right like those are the fundamental questions of this movie and of humanity. Yeah. Right? Like why why are we here? That is that is the the basic question of science and religion. Yeah. And so we have to get to those two that that question, we have to get to the answer in two different ways. 
But who cares how we get there as long right. as we get to the answer? Right. You know, and as as long as everyone is being honest and being truthful to themselves and to everyone else, like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love is that it doesn't matter if you're religious. It doesn't matter if you're a scientist. The end in mind is the same. Totally. A lot of religious people refuse to believe that there are other creatures in the galaxy because it kind of upsets the idea of like God created the earth in seven days. And yeah, because it doesn't say anything in the Bible about creating other people. And I'm talking specifically about, you know, Judeo Christian Mm -hmm. Bible at this point, obviously, but because it doesn't say anything about that, that means that it can't exist in their minds. Yeah. And I know that that's not all religious people, you know, like there's a lot of religious people out there where the idea that the more we discover that means that there's more that, you know, quote unquote, God created. And I think that that's like, there's room in their minds for new information. Whereas in a lot of religious people, there's no room for new information. Yeah. Like this movie for me, when I was young, this was like a rallying cry for science. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I mean, I was told because I was Jewish, I was going to hell and people telling me that they were only friends with me so that they could save me. So I, uh, I had a very big, big problem with religion until I was older. Yeah. When I made peace with with it. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I was just like, no, guys, no religion, just science. Like, you guys are wrong. You guys suck. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah. because I'd been kind of, because I'd been singled out for being Jewish and being different. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even religious. I was just, you know, different. Yeah. Uh, so all these people trying to turn me into the other and turn me into an object of disdain mm-hmm. just because I wasn't like them. Um, I just grew up having no patience for religion at all. Yeah. So... Uh, this movie was, I saw that for the first time during that time period. And I was like, wow, like they were really respectful of religion in this movie. You know, they were really respectful of other people. And it really got me to start thinking about like, if, if you want the world to change, you cannot attack and accuse. I wish the world was a place where fair was the bottom line, where the kind of idealism you showed that the hearing was rewarded, not taken advantage of. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. I was raised to believe that like, ev- like you respect everyone's beliefs, yeah. you know? And so when this movie came out to me, it seemed like it was more understanding of religion than it was of science. Really? You know, like I, I saw it kind of like the opposite way that you Interesting. seem to have, have seen yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Tell me more. Well, because I thought the way the way that I kind of perceived religion growing up was that because I was also told that I was going to go to hell for various reasons, you know, (laughs) Um, and that my family was terrible and like all this stuff. And when I saw this movie, it was it was very much about like science and religion are after the same thing, you know, just like what I said earlier. Yeah. Like there's, there's a common goal between science and religion, like get over whatever you think is right. Understand where the other person is coming from. Work towards a common goal. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. What matters is what is actually happening in reality. Yeah, you know? right or wrong is is completely subjective. Totally. Like, right or wrong 
for me is different than it's going to be for you. Exactly. And in order to exist in a society, we have to have uh, a majority consensus of what is right and what is mm-hmm. wrong to have law. Yeah. But when it comes to um, the things that we know absolutely nothing about because we can't know yet, then we have to be willing to listen to other people and like willing to be open to other people's perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that that's a big issue with religion. Yeah, I agree. Is that every religion thinks that they're right and no other religion or science is correct. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it doesn't matter who is right or wrong. What I love about science is that, if you are wrong, if you're proven to be wrong in science, then you're wrong and you change your mind. Yeah. And you're allowed to change your mind. You're encouraged. You're to. encouraged to change your mind. If new information comes along that disproves the old information, the new information wins. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that there's there's nothing wrong about that. There's no shame. It's exciting. It, yeah, exactly. You are supposed to look forward to having new information and be able to change your mind and the way that you see the world and the universe in it. Yeah. Because of new information. Where with religion, that is it. And if anything disproves it, I don't know, it's it's like upsetting. Yeah, well, because it comes from a totally different place. Like, when you grow up in a religious household, from the moment you're born, you're taught that certain things are true. Yeah. And it just gets wired into you. Yeah. Because that's what you're taught. Yeah. And then you get older... And a lot of people go through, you know, the quote unquote crisis of faith Mm -hmm. where they are exposed to other things for the first time. And it makes them question their own beliefs. Yeah. It makes them question like, are these my beliefs or do I just have blind faith? Was I just raised to think this? Yeah. And it's interesting because I, you know, I didn't grow up that way. So it's hard for me to understand that. But I did grow up believing things that were proven to me to be wrong when I got older. And it was very painful. Yeah. Very painful. Yeah. So I can only imagine feeling like you know your place in the universe because of religion and then losing that when you get older. That's got to be devastating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, absolutely. It's scary. You know, it's like if you were told for your whole life that one plus one equals three. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you thought to be true and that nothing was ever going to change that. And then you realize that one plus one actually equals two. You know, I mean, that that's a big paradigm shift. That's a whole number different. (laughs) Exactly. And so I would rather know things to be true and to be real than live in some sort of false security blanket. Yeah. Of one plus one equals three. Totally. You know, and as soon as I'm told that, like, as soon as there's scientific evidence that, you know, God is real, I'll believe in God, (laughs) you know? But until then, like, not so much. Yeah. I think that's why I appreciated the handling of religion in this movie so much, because I think that, I think it's possible that someone who doesn't believe in science, who's very religious, could watch this movie and maybe start to change their mind. Absolutely. And someone who wholly believes in science and not religion can watch this movie and understand where religion is coming from. Totally. Which is Very like my, my perspective, you know, yeah. which is why I, I respect religion. You yeah. know, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't, yeah. I don't believe in any particular religion or faith or God, 
at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do I wholeheartedly say that it's wrong? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not my place because there's no evidence otherwise. Yeah. And when you know? scientists do that sometimes and it pisses me off because they may believe that, mm-hmm. but there's no way to present that message in a way that's not going to come off as arrogant, arrogant and hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like religious practitioners who say that science isn't real yeah totally you know it's that it's, makes me more mad yeah to me it's <laughs> but i'm more like, used to that yeah yeah I, I i definitely think that it doesn't matter again who is right or who is wrong yeah it's about the fact that we are all after the same thing yeah and we should all keep an open mind totally to whatever the the reality of it is. Yeah. And, you know? th- and the way that messages are delivered are so important, which yeah. brings us to the, the journey, Ellie's journey Ooh. to, to Vega and beyond where basically the machine is just constructed to bring her to a place where a message can be delivered to her. Uh, yeah. This mu- this movie is all about the delivery of messages, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. Getting and information how across. Perceive. How people perceive getting information from point A to point B and mm-hmm. the way that it can be distorted in between. Yeah. And all seen through the lens of like the society around it because you have all these people who are just tripping out. Like the the religious people who are, you know, singing to vegans and like kind of praying to Vega yeah, almost. Yeah, or the people who think that Hitler has been reborn. Yeah, because yeah, he the neo Nazis. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or the guy who, uh, the suicide bomber, uh, who says that there's the coming apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, the way that information is filtered through the human brain provides a wide variety of results. <laughs> well, and I, I think that that's another thing that I really love about this movie is that it is really based in what you already believe. Yeah. To be true is the way you're going to perceive information. Totally. So if you are someone who is already believing in like aliens and stuff, then you're going to be one of the choir singers that's singing hail to vegan. Right. (laughs) If you are a super religious fundamentalist, then you're going to say that like, this is a message from God. If you are a neo-Nazi and you think that white supremacy is true, then you're going to think that, Hitler has come back to save humanity or whatever bullshit, you know, it's all, it's all about whatever your perception is, is how you're going to see whatever information you're, you're given. Totally. Which, and then you have the scientists in the middle who basically say like, it's all bullshit. (laughs) They're just like, I don't know what this is. And I'm going to not say that I know what it is until I figure it out. Yeah. Which to me, seems like the rational, healthy choice. And that's why I love science. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so so she goes on this incredible journey uh, through this wormhole. And this Ugh. is the point in the movie where I this is like the make or break point for whether or not this becomes one of your favorite movies or you walk out disappointed. Because I know a lot of fucking people who hate this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I and don't it, know how anyone could hate this movie. I know. Um I mean, I don't know if there's anything I love more than a sci-fi movie that takes a leap at the end. Yeah. Like 2001 takes Ugh. this leap yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Interstellar takes a huge leap at the end. Yeah. I mean, these leaps are not always necessarily like for the better, but I love it. I just mm-hmm. love, I love the, 
the idea of, uh, or even Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. There's literally a leap of faith in that movie. Yeah. Like when you get towards the end and then the filmmaker just asks you to take an extra step with them because they want to take you somewhere and show mm-hmm. you something. Yep. And I mean, Robert Zemeckis is an incredible director, incredible filmmaker. He made Back to the Future. We can yep. ignore Polar Express, which I haven't even watched, but... Let's not talk about that. Yeah. But he's made some of my absolute favorite movies. Yeah. I mean, just between Back to the Future and Contact alone, he's already, you know, riding high in my book. Yeah. Um, but the, the journey part of this movie is very stylized. Ellie's kind of experiencing different moments in time at the same time. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, and that, that to me, I mean, like that whole sequence speaks to Einstein's theory of like relativity and time travel and that like time travels at a different pace, depending on how fast you're going and and where you are relative to everybody else. You know I mean? So it's not just a perception point of view. It's also a scientific point of view yeah. as well, which yeah. I love that they got both at the same time. Yeah, because we we can't know what traveling through a wormhole looks like. Yeah, so we've, you have we've to, never done it. Yeah, you have to pick a point of view and run with it as a filmmaker. Yeah, and the fact that they picked both is amazing to me. That somehow they they tied in like science like and science and, and like the art and, of filmmaking. Yeah, and yeah. her perception is yeah, amazing. Totally. Yeah. So for me, when I'm in the theater and I'm watching that, every time I've ever seen this movie, I'm just like shaking with excitement. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going on this I journey. I mean, I was holding my face. Yeah. Like I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't like handle it. Almost. Yeah. Like when when the the bottom of her little. Uh, space ball becomes like translucent and she's like looking past her feet down the wormhole. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nothing will ever compare to seeing that on the big screen for the first time where I was just like falling through space with her. And the rest of the movie is so grounded in reality. Yeah. So grounded in reality as Mm -hmm. grounded as a movie like this can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And then you just take this huge leap where all of a sudden you just fucking fly out of your own, body your own reality and you're out in the possibilities of the cosmos yeah and it's gorgeous yeah and it's absolutely beautiful and i feel the same way about what happens right after this where she meets her dad on the beach oh my god um, i feel like that this is the moment where people jump off the boat yeah but i feel like uh, i love it i feel like there's no other way i feel like there's no other way to get the point across yeah like what would actually happen if we met another species? They might try to look like us to deliver a message in our language. Well, and also, like, I mean, just as as humans, if you look at every other movie or TV show that has had some sort of, like, alien race, they're pretty humanoid. Yeah. You know, they have a face that looks like us. They have usually limbs yeah. and things, you know. And so to... To totally disregard that and say that they're purposely looking human to make us feel more comfortable is brilliant. I love it. It's brilliant. I think it's so great. I love it. The first time I saw that movie, 
when you see that thing walking towards you mm-hmm. and, it's and it's this weird blurry shape with wings yeah and you're like oh my god i'm gonna see a fucking alien you and know and then it's just and then it's a, a man guy. i will yeah. i will say that there is an element of disappointment in that yeah. because you want to see the alien mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be right it wouldn't be right for the story it wouldn't work with what they've just set up for the last two hours you yeah. know like it wouldn't be honest Mm-hmm. As far as like the point of view of science that the movie's trying to present yeah. is concerned. And the fact that Ellie says, You downloaded my memories. Yeah. And like you put me in Pensacola. Yeah. Like she acknowledges as a scientist that this is not a real interpretation of where she's actually at. Yeah. To me is brilliant because yeah. it means that she hasn't lost her scientific um outlook. On what is actually happening. Totally. But she can also pinpoint exactly what is happening. Yeah. Because she's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, and that to me is perfect. I agree. I agree. And I I walked out of that movie soaring because I just felt like they fucking nailed it, you know? And then a lot of my friends saw it like, yeah, it was okay. I don't know. They didn't even show the alien. It was dumb. I was like, I I, I never once saw that. Yeah, I I heard that a lot from people in school. And I was really upset by that reaction because I feel like the whole point of the movie is to look beyond like your wants and needs and to see what's actually happening in the the cosmos. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, I think, gets closer than any, any movie to making me feel like I touched that for a second. Absolutely. Like touch the the brilliance of the entire universe, you know? And of course, like... There's no possible way that one human being can understand that feeling. And even, but yeah. to even give you a glimpse into that, like even just like a second is such a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time you watch this movie, it's like being given a gift where all of a sudden, like the entirety of the universe feels like a thing that we might actually Obtainable. understand someday yeah. or at least even come like a step closer to understanding just one yeah. step. Yeah. I mean, any step on this scale is huge. Yeah. Like, finding out that there's a bacterial organism living on an asteroid would give me chills. Yeah. Anything like that is incredible. Because I think that the reason people turn to religion is because they feel empty and alone. Yeah. And I think that people need something on a dark, lonely night to give them some sense of hope that tomorrow's going to come. Yeah. I mean, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that many times. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's God. You know? That doesn't do it for me. So I need something else. But can you imagine if if we discovered another intelligent civilization out there? Like they have this lattice work of wormholes that they travel through, which is much yeah. more clear in the book that there is this um, basically like hyperspace uh, freeway out there mm-hmm. that all these different races are sharing and that you like humanity one day will be a part of that. Yeah. If, if that was real. Man, if I'm going to sleep and I feel hopeless, I'm just like, well, you know what? Life on this planet might not be what I hoped it would be, but there are other planets out there. Yeah. And maybe one day I'll get to try one of those out. Maybe one day I'll find my place in the universe. It might not be here. It might not be on this planet, but there's these other choices, these other options. Yeah. Like that type of hope would change the whole world. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Just like what she says when um, in the movie when she's giving her speech to to Haddon Industries to like fund their yeah yeah towards the beginning right to, yeah. in the in the beginning when she says like this could be table. the greatest discovery yeah. for all of humanity in the history of humanity 
to find the history of history, the history yeah. of history. Yeah, exactly. And and you're right to find out that other that there's other life somewhere besides our own. Again, it's just like what she says in the end. Like it makes you realize that we are not alone. And I yeah. think that that is the biggest issue with religion and and science is trying to figure out how we are not alone. Yeah. And to find life on another planet would mean that. Totally. You know, and it's just like it's, it's a beautiful it's, it's, thought. Yeah, it's just like Jake Chambers and Dark Tower saying there are other worlds than these. Yeah. You and I talk about this a lot about feeling small. How, yeah. Like tell tell me you you are going to say this better than I will. Your life in the enormous totality of like time. Yeah. As far as the cosmos is concerned, doesn't mean dick. Yeah. Like eventually the sun is going to go supernova and the earth and the whole solar system is going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, or at least half the solar system. Well, us, you know, up we'll to Mercury. We'll be long gone by then. Yeah, up to yeah. Mercury. Or no, to, to Mars. To Mars. To Mars, yeah. Because Mercury is that the fourth, first planet. Fourth planet from the sun. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. sun will eventually engulf us in a fiery hot chasm and we're all going to die which means that your life doesn't mean dick, which is great. Yeah. I love that. I love that my life doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, because but then at the, at it, the same then time, what happens is that it becomes like you need to instill meaning in it because that's what we need as humans. To exactly. Live. Yeah. That's the thing is that like your life is going to end. Humanity doesn't mean anything. So make the most of it with what you have, yeah. which means connect to every single person that you can. Yes. Like find your commonality between everybody. Find someone who doesn't look like you, who doesn't believe in things that you believe, who doesn't eat the same food as you eat and who doesn't live in the same city as you. And like find that commonality yeah. to connect with them because that is what makes life special. Yeah. Because it's going to end eventually. And when yeah. it ends, it it's gone. Yeah. So make the most of what you have right now. Yeah. And that, I think, is what this movie, what Carl Sagan has just imprinted into my life hmm. and my belief. Totally. As a human, is that we are so small and so minuscule and special yeah. at the same time. And because of that, the way that you treat each other is even more important. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The way that you look at everyone around you, the way even that you look at yourself is so important yeah. because it is fleeting. And in the time scale of the cosmos, like we are just a second in the cosmic calendar. Yeah, not even. Not even. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like our our time with each other is fleeting. Yeah. So make it fucking count. Don't get bogged down on the petty bullshit of what you believe versus what someone else believes. Right. Like, who gives a shit? Figure out what it is about what you believe that drives you to that belief because it's probably going to be something very common. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like... What makes you feel joy? Yeah. What makes you love your life and what makes you love others? Yeah. Share that with each other. Totally. You know, like I might not be a religious person, 
But when I look at other humans, I think about their lives and how they feel. And I want to. I want to be a part of that. I want to be able to better that in them. Yeah, totally. You know, and so when I have the opportunity to do that, I'm going to take it every time. Every time. Yeah, it's interesting. Like Ellie has this incredible experience. She comes back full of these ideas. Yeah. And is just fucking pounded into the dirt. Yeah. When she gets back. Yeah. By people who don't believe her story. Because there's no evidence. there's no evidence. Which is great that the the scientific community has often said that there's no evidence for God. Yeah. And in this movie, it is put out by a scientist who wrote it, Carl Sagan, that there is no evidence for this journey that she took you know so it's like the tables have turned yeah it's interesting because there is actually evidence it's just like classified and they won't release it that the the that her recording device recorded 18 18 hours hours. yeah yeah which is infuriating Mm -hmm. but then she becomes a beacon of hope which is so interesting because when she's in that courtroom uh and james woods is just like screaming at her she it's like everything came to nothing, but then she yeah. steps outside of the courtroom and these people have signs um, in support of her and she becomes this like symbol of hope for these people that want it to be true. Yeah. So in a way she becomes a figure of faith. Yeah. Which is so interesting. And th- that's something I, I don't quite know. Like it just, it, it feels very interesting and I, I don't know what to think about it, but it feels very interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it was written to eventually to like, in the beginning, it was like putting like the view of science onto religion. And then at the end it was putting the religious view mm. on science, Yeah, you know? And again, it's, it's about finding that commonality that it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So maybe the if, end result if the is end result what... is to be good to each other. Exactly. And to appreciate your life in the moment that you have it, then the way that you come to that does not matter. Yeah, exactly. Like as long as you don't hate each other. Yeah. And you are accepting of each other. You yeah. know, that it doesn't it doesn't really matter because whether there's evidence or not, you know, there could be like the government that's not showing that or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like there could be so many other factors that we're not aware of. So you have to approach every person and every moment in your life with an open mind. Yeah. And just accepting of them. Yeah. Because the the alternative is to hate each other to disagree yeah Yeah. and that is crap yeah that's not a fulfilling life that's not that's not who people want to be yeah people feel like they're supposed to be that way they're supposed to like drumlin you're supposed to get ahead by stepping on other people you're supposed to get ahead by playing the game exactly but but we don't have to be that way. Yeah, I mean, and in the movie, Drumlin is the scientist who thinks that you should have to step on each other to get ahead. And then um, who's Rob Lowe's character in the movie? I who's like the religious side of that where he yeah. thinks that he sh- that you should have to step on each other to get ahead. Yeah. You know, so it's like... There's parallels on there. Yeah, exactly. Again, like drawing the same conclusion that 
that the sides are the same. You yeah, know? And totally. That, I love that it. Really, what it comes down to is just like be kind to each other, right? And like, when you are confronted with evidence, like be okay with that. Yeah, it shouldn't be like is science right? Is religion right? Like that's not the point. The point is. Are you the type of person who is trying to lift up other people, trying to support other people, trying to be a positive person? Or are you the type of person who's trying to step on other people and squash other people's beliefs and and bring other people down? Exactly. And exactly. Are you after. Do you want to know what the actual truth is or do you want your truth as you know it to be proven to you? Ooh, I think that that's what damn, it is. that's good. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Are you approaching a situation with a preconceived notion of what the end result is going to be and just looking for evidence to back that up? Yeah. Because James Wood's character doesn't believe. And then he makes up this whole thing about Haddon yep. trying to, uh, you know, trying to formulate the biggest hoax on the, yep. in the history of humanity. Yeah. Which he has no evidence for. Yeah. Like he just fi- he finds evidence because he wants it to not be real. Yeah. Tell me something, doctor. Why do you think these aliens would go to all this trouble? Bring you tens of thousands of light years and then just send you home without a single shred of proof. They said that's how it's been done for billions of years. That's very neat, Doctor. You have no proof because they didn't want you to have any. A phenomenon known in psychiatric circles, I believe, is a self-reinforcing delusion. For some reason, the idea that other beings exist threatens his feeling of control or something. I well, don't know. Yeah, because when I, th- I think that like his character in the movie is in a position of power. Yeah. When you're in a position of power, you want to remain there. And the best way to do that is by instigating fear in other people. Exactly. And to, to, you know, put into other people's minds that there is no other alternative than right here, right now. And I'm the person in power. Have you seen the movie Dogma? Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, I love it oh, so much. Oh my god, it's so good. There's uh the this amazing concept in that movie that like Chris Rock is saying, you know, best not to have beliefs, better to have ideas because yeah. ideas can change. Yeah. And when you're dealing with things that can't be proven to you, mm-hmm. that cannot be proven to you, then maybe it's healthier to hold them as ideas instead of beliefs. Yeah. And that resonated with me so deeply and I've really held on yeah. to that. So, I mean, I went through this long period of my life where I was very anti-religion because of the way I was treated when I was young. And then I actually got a religious studies minor when I went to college mm-hmm. and really made peace with, uh, with religion in general, because what I discovered in that class is that it's not necessarily religion. That's the problem. It's the application of religion by people. Yes. That's yes. the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way that people, people organize around religion is very problematic. Yeah. People and uh, power is it's power. Yeah. People inflicting pe- fear into other people so they can have power over them using religion as the tool to do that. Yep. So it really I mean it's a it's a subtle shift in perspective that completely changed how I view the world and and religion in general. It's like if you tell me you're religious, it's no longer an automatic uh judgment on my part yeah. where it used to be. And yeah. I, I I mean that's an embarrassing thing to admit, but I was very much that way. Yeah. Where now you tell me you're religious. I'm like, oh, cool. Tell me about what that means to you. Yeah. And if you tell me that that means that you have blind faith and you think I'm going to hell because I was born into a Jewish family. I'm like, All right. Well, fuck you. Don't like you. Don't yeah. want to talk to you. Uh, but if you <laughs> okay, tell me bye. if you tell me like, yeah, you know, I uh, like I was raised in the church and then I really struggled with it when I got older. But then I like 
I got beyond that and I found these things that really kind of helped me hold on to my core values and help me be this person that I want to be. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's have sex. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> like yeah. it's not, it's not, like nothing is as it seems. It's like how people approach things and how people react to things and what is inside you that you're trying to bring out through the things that you are interested in. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I totally agree, you know? And I mean, and there was a time when, in in my previous years, when someone would say to me that they were religious, that I would be totally disregarding of them. Yeah. Same as you, you know, which sucks. You it know? sucks because that's and the reason we do that is because they did it to us and exactly. then we do it back to them. And exactly. that's not cool. No, that's it's not cool at all. Yeah. You know, and am I like that anymore? No, absolutely not. Like, I think that people's religion and faith can be very good for certain people. Yeah. You know, I think the only problem that I have with religion is when it becomes abusive to people. Absolutely. And when it becomes um, a force in our political environment. Ooh, totally. You know, yeah. like on climate change Ugh. and things like that, you know, yeah. where it's like it. So dangerous. It, it makes a big difference in where we actually are in our world. Yeah. But as far as an individual person goes, if they be, if they have faith in something that helps them through the, their day. Yeah. That makes them feel good. That makes them feel like they have a place to belong. Oh, so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Totally. Like, you know. It's when you start thinking that you're better than someone else. Right. When you start judging other people based on your religion. Totally. When you start thinking that your religion is superior to other religions or superior to science. Totally. That's when I have a problem with it. Or vice versa, when scientific people are telling you that your religion is inferior to my science. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although I do think that when science is proven, people need to listen to it. Well, that, I mean, and that, that comes back to the way the message is delivered. Exactly. Well, yes. But at the same time, it's also the people who are hearing that message. Like, totally. I'm sorry, but vaccines work. Yeah. They don't cause autism. Yeah. Get your kids vaccined. You know, yeah. <laughs> like. Totally. To, to me. Yeah, they're, like they're, in, in a society, if you don't get vaccines, you're running the risk of. Killing other of people. Killing other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so there are certain points. It's like climate change. We know that it's happening. Right. We know for a fact that it's because of human interaction on the planet. Right. So, like, that shouldn't be debated anymore. Yeah. Like, there are some times that science is just right. Yeah, You know, I mean, and and that's that's not to bash anyone's religious placement or anything like that. I think there's a difference here, though. Like... The things we're talking about here are not in the Bible, you know, like, well, yeah, like yeah, envi- environmentalist yes. issues. It does not say in the Bible, thou shall not, thou buy shall plastic not bags use for chloral floral carbons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. like not in there like yeah. that. That's a political issue that's been politicized by the religious right. Because of reasons because of money, because yeah, because of reasons that have nothing to do with religion, yeah. and they've turned it into a religious issue, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a separate thing in my mind. Like I, I don't like 
whatever I forgot what we were talking about. Whatever we were talking about, that was not what I was thinking of. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like someone. I, I'm talking about like matters of faith that have nothing to prove them. You know, I, yeah. I, I guess I'm talking about God. I'm talking yeah. about God. Like, yeah, if, if people, if a scientific person tells someone who's religious, like all of your thoughts about the universe are wrong and they can't back it up. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean, and I, I think one of the biggest um, misunderstandings between religion and science is that people who are religious think that scientists don't believe in God. Right. And a lot when of them do. the majority of scientists, in fact, do believe in God. Yeah. There's a weird disconnect that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, like exactly. Like the whole idea of like, if you believe in God, God created the earth. Why couldn't God have created the cosmos? Yeah. And like, I mean, like if God created the earth 6,000 years ago, that's bullshit. Right. Like that is scientifically right. disproven. That is a fable. That is wrong. I mean, if, but like, if, if you believe that, then you should believe that, you know, like the tortoise and the hare actually lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they raced. First rule in government spending why build one when you can have two twice the price? In in the movie, it is, you know, Drumlin who knows that he can manipulate the committee yeah. by saying, like, I believe that we should send the person who has the most, like, faith and right. God-hearted, I don't know, what whatever he says about the Lord and... His God boner. God boner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean... Where Ellie is more truthful. Yeah, totally. And says like, you know, I mean, and and that's what, that's another thing that I love about this movie is that she says the truth, even though she knows, she says what she believes to be true for herself. Totally. Even though she knows it's not going to go down well. Exactly. Even though yeah. she knows it won't be perceived well. Yeah. Even though she knows that she is the minority in her beliefs. Yeah. She is still honest about what she believes for herself to be true. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, that's so fascinating to me because, man, it's tricky. Like, there's this part of me that wants to say that I agree with her, but I I think that I kind of don't. I think that I think that the, I think that I think that I think, (laughs) I think that the, the message that she's trying to get across could have been delivered in a way that would be more palatable to the people that she disagrees with. And then maybe she would have been selected. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that. I mean, that's politics. You know, that is like what's wrong with the political system. Like that's something that I hate about society. And I, I'm not arguing for it. I'm just saying that I think in that situation, she didn't realize that that is like the way things are. I mean, the fact that the fact that like our political system works the way that it does and that it's basically become a popularity contest is because people don't question their thoughts. Like you see people on TV and like that guy looks shifty. He's not going to be good for the country when in fact he's just uncomfortable because he's on TV in front of like like thousands of people. That would make me a little shifty, you know? Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with that. They don't hear his message. They don't hear what he has to say or she. Like they just uh, look at like what is Hillary wearing? Like that's the biggest deal in the debate, you know? Yeah. Uh, what does her hair look like? Right. Totally. Yeah. Like that's the biggest fucking deal. Not what does she have to say? How is she going to lead the country? Like that's not what people are going to make their judgment call on. It's going to be a gut feeling based off of presentation and, you know, random nonsense that unfortunately matters well yeah i mean and and that is that society that we have bred totally you know and 
And so, like, I mean, for the movie, Ellie, she she can't not say anything that she doesn't believe to be true. Right. You know, so it's like it becomes a point of is she going to be truthful to herself and what she actually believes and be honest with everyone about that? Or is she going to be a fucking liar? Right. And I think that there's a, I think there's a way to be, I think there's a way to do both. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a way to do both at the same time too. Yeah. But I think the movie pointed out a really great, situation totally that is very true in our everyday lives absolutely you know because like if somebody you know i mean i have been flat out asked if i believe in god yeah you know i asked you that earlier today yeah (laughs) i mean and depending on who i'm around situationally you know i may not be quite as upfront about it yeah as i am normally like no i don't believe in god you know, but, you know, when my grandma asked me if I believe in God, you know, I may pussyfoot around it because yeah. she's old and won't be able to handle my very abrupt no. Right. Totally. You know. So what would you say to your grandma? Well, what I said to her um, was that I think that it is important for people to believe whatever they feel is true. That's an awesome answer. Which I believe. Yeah. I believe that people should believe whatever they think is true. And what did she say to that? She just like assumed that I believe in God. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that from that statement. Uh, but that's interesting. You, you gave them gave her something to fill in. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, and like I kind of felt and it like it is still honest. So that's a, That's a great yeah, example. But I kind of felt like a little bit of a liar in that moment. Interesting. Because I didn't say no. Yeah. I don't believe in God because I don't. Yeah. You know, and I'm OK with that with like the majority of the world. Yeah. You know, but again, situationally, who am I around? Who is asking me certain things? You know, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that I'm going to pussyfoot around. Probably yeah. my belief in God is really the only thing that I would like let someone else possibly fill in the blanks depending on who they are yeah it's to me if like if i give a statement like that where it's kind of Mm open-ended i expect if someone wants to know more they can ask yeah and if they don't ask then i'd move on yeah but yeah i mean i i really think anybody else in my life i would be honest with but you know my my, she's my grandma you know totally i mean what i've learned is like like well first of all Honesty is always the number one way to go. Always. You know? Yeah. Honesty obviously. is the best policy. It is the best policy. Yeah. Um, on top of that, oftentimes direct honesty, can, like if someone isn't ready to hear it or has a preconceived notion about what you mean by the words that you're using or doesn't quite understand the words that you're using or takes it a different way, oftentimes it can lead to complete and total misunderstandings. Absolutely. Which yeah. is why I think like in that moment, when I was talking to my grandma, I kind of didn't flat out say. Yeah. So then then it becomes a, a process of tailoring your message. Yeah. Like, how can I say no to my grandma, not feel like a liar, get the point across, not upset her, or at least get the point across in a way where I'm sure enough that she understood what I meant, 
So to the point where if she still doesn't agree or appreciate what I have to say, um, at least I know that my point got across correctly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Which, I mean, that's a that's a bad example for that situation because I still think you did the right thing in that situation. Yeah. But like, if I'm if I'm on like in front of a congressional committee and I need to say something that I know is not going to go down well, I would back up and tell the whole fucking story before I got there. You know, I would like yeah, exactly. tell this you whole life story about Eleanor Airway. Yeah, where she is like, you know, like she says her truth that she knows to be true. Yeah, I would pull a, a fucking Kevin Smith. Do you, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but like that motherfucker can talk and it, he does something on his shows all the time where he'll disagree with people all the time mm-hmm. and he will tell a long ass story about why. Yeah. Uh, and he won't just start with like, I think you're wrong. He'll start with, well, you know what happened to me the other day? And he'll get up to this point and he'll say, so sometimes I think this happens. Yeah. And I think that this like sometimes is, you know. Sometimes I would say that the opposite is true. Yeah. But he'll get there in a way that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. And I love that kind of shit. I'm yeah, absolutely. It. Like if my mother-in-law said, like, flat out asked me, do you believe in God? I wouldn't necessarily say no to her because yeah. I know she believes in God. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to make her feel like I was disregarding what she believes to be true. Right. Because I respect what she believes. Yeah, totally. You know, so maybe I would go about it a little bit roundabout way. Yeah. Of like, um, I don't necessarily know what is true. Yeah. I do know that there is no scientific evidence for X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. You know, I might I might go about it that way. Like because, if you were Ellie in front of those people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because totally. the thing is, is like I, I care about what other people believe as well. Yeah. You know, and I don't want them to feel like I don't respect their beliefs. Absolutely. That's really you know? important to me because I do respect other people's beliefs. Exactly. So do I. I went through a long so time. I. I went through a period of not. And yeah. I, I'm embarrassed by that and I regret that. And I've changed. I take that back. I, I don't regret it because I... <laughs> and I'm not embarrassed by it. Like it's I, who I you was are. treated, it's... I was treated very badly, and I reacted to that immaturely. Absolutely. And then I grew. Yeah. And now I'm where I am now, and totally. I, I wouldn't change that. I, would, of course, I have to go through that. Yeah. But like, if if I was Ellie and I was on that, on that committee, co- uh, like in front of it, that committee, yeah. like I mean, you could say something along the lines of, "Well, you know, I didn't grow up in a religious household. I've I grew up in a very scientific household. I've studied science my whole life." Uh, I've never really like delved into religion, but I'll tell you, I mean, I see these like amazing complexities in the universe that science can explain some and can't explain others. And there's a lot of things going on out there that I just don't know. Yeah. So for me personally, I've never uh, invested any, any of myself into religion or into a belief in God. Um, But my mind is open to uh, the world of possibilities that I don't understand. Yeah. Boom. That was a great answer. That was good job. And then maybe she would have, been selected and then gotten blown up and, and it would have sucked. So well, yeah, but I'm, she I I think that I think that the the way that it was written was very much within character. Oh, of absolutely. Her, where she says, yeah. I don't think that there's any scientific evidence to prove or disprove. Totally. Totally. Anything. Yeah. It, I, I just I, I don't know why I'm latching on to this one moment in the movie so much because I agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't change the movie at all. Like, yeah. I love I love the way it went down. Yeah. Because it's such a frustrating moment where she's just brutally honest and it and it fucks her. Yeah. In the butthole. 
Um, <laughs> and then like, and then this guy takes advantage of her and, you know, gets the position that she wants. Yeah. I made that all sound real sexual. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it started with fucker in, fuck the, butthole. in the butthole. Fucker in the butthole, which is sort of <laughs> sexual, I guess. Um, a little bit. Yeah. I, I just watched that and I think about myself, you know, identifying with Ellie more than anyone else in the movie. And like, that's the moment where I, w- I would have been different, you know? Yeah. And it's just... When I was a kid, I, I wouldn't have done anything different. I remember very specifically being a kid and seeing that moment in the movie and being like, you know, you just say it. You just say what you believe yep. and that's it. Yep. And that's all you do. Yeah. And I com- agreed with her like a thousand percent. But I've had enough misunderstandings happen in my life because of things like that where you just don't know your audience and you say something true and they don't take it the way you mean yeah. it. I've had that happen to me so many times. Well, and I, I think that that I mean, and I could be totally wrong, but I think that that's why they wrote it that way. I, I agree. Was to make you realize that sometimes you can't just flat out say whatever the fuck you think. Yeah. You know, like you have to tailor it to yeah. whoever your audience is, which is unfortunate. Like, I yeah. wish that we could all just be like, I am probably the most blatantly honest person I mean, anyone who's ever met me yeah. knows. And you know that that has to be true because you said it and you're blatantly honest. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> no, but I will back you up on that. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't fuck around. Yeah. Sometimes I'm upsettingly honest. Yeah. You know. And it's why, it's so why we're friends. I would love to live in a world where you could just say whatever you actually believe. Yeah. And have everyone be okay with that. Yeah. You know, but we don't. Yeah. You know, and so the the movie portrays like in that moment, that realization of you can't necessarily be totally honest. And she was trying to pussyfoot around it. Yeah. You she know, was. Ellie was yeah. trying, you know, but it came off as like disingenuous and yeah, it came off as being uh, what's the word? Disingenuous. Sure. You said that already. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, but I mean, but then like it cuts to Drumlin. He's like obviously blatantly lying right. about what he believes to get the job. It's exactly. super obvious. That yeah, he's lying. yeah. But I mean, people don't care. Was, they just want to hear what they want to hear. Exactly. You know, and so I, I love that it was written that way because it makes you look at your own actual behavior. Yeah. And more than that, it makes you look at other people's behavior. Totally. And like, is someone saying something just because they want my vote? Right. Or are they saying it because it's what they actually believe? Totally. And again, that goes back to the whole like scientific process of like, do your fucking research. Check it out. (laughs) Make sure that it's real. Yeah. You know, like think for yourself. At the same time, I mean, there's no villain in this movie. So at the the same time, uh, that stuff like that is also showing the roadblocks to actual scientific progress. Yeah. uh, Yeah. All of this sort of like political nonsense. Yeah. Which is why it's so frustrating. Why you can't just like be a scientist and present something that you think is true uh, without like having to worry about your career being torn apart if it's wrong. Well, you yeah. Know? I mean, and it's it's not just like you said, being a scientist and presenting what you think is true. Yeah. When you're a scientist and you have done your research, it's something that you know is true. Unfortunately, we all believe that scientists are ethical people, which this movie does a really great job of presenting that not all scientists are ethical, which sucks. 
Yeah. Because scientists should be all ethical. They should all live by the scientific standard. I mean, so should all religious people. I mean, that's a big part of religion is yeah. like being ethical. It, it, and they're not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's and not so, one, it's just people yeah, should be yeah, ethical. Exactly. And so, most often aren't. Yeah. The, the, to me, the moral of the story is like, do your research, figure it out. Yeah. Look at every angle of every possibility that there is, whether you agree with it or not. And look at what you think is true for yourself. Yeah. Like do your own research. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's scientific or religious or whatever, you know, look at every possible angle and figure out what you think is true for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as far as like tailoring a message goes, I don't know if it gets any better than the film contact. I know. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like a wonderful message of the benefit of scientific progress. Yeah. And the benefit of coming together as a human race tailored for everyone to consume. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it is religion and science coming together for a common goal to make humanity better. Yeah. And I think that that is what we should all be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Podcast. Done. Done. High five. High five. Thanks again for joining us here on Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. And thank you so much to Sarah for having this chat with me. She'll be back very soon. The next movie we want to chat about is Cocoon which I know I talked about in the very first episode, wanting to do an episode about Cocoon. And you know what? Living in the moment, doing it. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, I could very much use your support. Head on over to jessemercury.com to see how you can support the show. You can become a Patreon patron and get special bonus stuff just for you. Or you can donate via PayPal. Both are very much appreciated. And I would also love it if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a positive review and rating. If you've done all that and you're bored, uh, pass the show on to a friend. If you have thoughts on this episode or any other that you'd like to share, you can email me at sci-fi at jessemercury.com or you can always leave a post uh, up at jessemercury.com on each episode on the blog. You're welcome to comment and I'd love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this week. Until next time, stay nerdy out there and I'll see you soon. Oh,